A lot of you may know Edward the Elder from the Last Kingdom. Here, he is presented to us as the son of Alfred the Great. His father Alfred was widely remembered for his actions, especially for winning his lands back from the Vikings against all the odds. However, his son Edward remains largely forgotten and almost neglected from history. Many historians have described his life as being incomparably more glorious in the power of his rule than his father. He was also superior to his father Alfred in terms of military success. So let's delve into the life of this warrior king and find out more about him and his life of war and expansion. First, let's look at his ancestry and early life. Edward's father was Alfred the Great the king of the Anglo-Saxons, and his mother was Elswith, who was a Mercian noblewoman. He was born in the year 874, at the height of the Viking Age. His father Alfred would spend much time and effort fighting against the Viking invaders in order to keep his lands. Alfred's capital of Winchester was taken by the Vikings, and he was then forced into exile. He resided in the marshes of Somerset until the men of Wessex and Mercia united. In a battle now known as the Battle of Eddington, the Saxons defeated the Vikings and Alfred took back his lands. So Edward's childhood was very turbulent in the early years due to the uncertainty of England's fate. After the Battle of Eddington, the Vikings still occupied Northumbria, East Anglia and Eastern Mercia leaving just the Kingdom of Wessex, which had its independence. The lands the Vikings had taken were known as the Danelaw, as they had their own Viking kings, and in turn, their own laws. Edward's most famous sibling was Ethelfled, who would later become the Lady of the Mercians, and would help Edward much once he ascended to kinship. According to the monk Asa, who wrote a biography on Alfred, called The Life of King Alfred, Edward was educated at court by tutors, and he was read psalms and old English poems. He was taught humility, and Edward was described as being obedient and friendly as a child. Edward's later life would prove turbulent once again however, due to problems with the succession of the crown of Wessex. Edward was the son of King Alfred, and when he came of age, he was given the title of Etheling by his father. The Etheling is an old English term used to describe princes of the royal dynasty who were eligible for kinship. Alfred had an older brother that was king before him, named Ethelred I. Like Alfred, Ethelred was a warrior king, and the two brothers fought together on many occasions to protect their lands from the Viking invaders. After the Battle of Merton in 871, Ethelred was wounded and died shortly after. He departed this world in his prime, at around the age of 26. He left two sons, Ethelhelm, who was the elder of the two, and Ethelwold. Ethelred's two sons were still infants when he died, and due to the constant threat of the Vikings, Wessex needed a leader, so the crown passed to Alfred, the battle-hardened warrior prince. So you could say, that technically the crown should pass to one of Ethelred's sons after the death of Alfred. That's what one of his sons thought too, 
So even though Edward was the son of the reigning king, his ascension to the throne was not assured, due to his cousin's claim to the throne. Alfred, of course, wanted his own son to be king, and would make sure he was trained in the art of combat and diplomacy, so that the Witten saw him as the best candidate for the throne. In the year 893, Edward defeated the Vikings in the Battle of Farnham, portraying him as a warrior prince who would die for his lands, and also a man who could lead, and who could be trusted not to fold in the thick of battle. In the year 893, Edward married Ekgin. Barely anything is known of her, or her background. She did, however, give Edward a son, the future king, Ethelstan. Alfred the Great would soon grow ill, and would die in the year 899. His grooming of Edward to become the future king succeeded, and the Witten accepted his claim. Ethelwald, however, disputed the succession, and stormed out of court. The elderman who comprised the Witten knew that this could mean civil war. Ethelwald would leave an eerie feeling in the room, as Edward sat on the seat of his father, mentally preparing himself for what was to come. Ethelwald and his loyalists would seize the royal estates of Wimborne and Christchurch. Edward swiftly rode with an army to Wimborne, and Ethelwald declared that he would live or die there. He then left in the dead of night and rode to Northumbria. Out of desperation, he went against what his father Ethelred had died for, and sided with the Vikings. Ethelwald's quest for the throne led to Essex, where he formed an alliance with Eric, the Viking king of East Anglia. He travelled through the Danelaw, making it known that he was the true heir of the crown of Wessex, and no doubt promised the Vikings much should he ascend to the throne. Ethelwald and his new allies would soon ravage English Mercia and northern Wessex. The rumours were no longer rumours, Ethelwald had spilled English blood with his Viking allies. The only outcome for Edward, or Ethelwald, was death. Edward retaliated and ravaged East Anglia. This forced Ethelwald and the Viking forces to return to defend their own lands. Edward ordered his army to retreat when he spotted Ethelred's soldiers, but the men of Kent disobeyed his order and stayed to fight. So in December, in the year 902, the Battle of Holm would take place. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, the Vikings won the battle, but they suffered heavy losses. The men of Kent fought hard, and amongst the fallen were the leaders of the Viking army, Ethelwald the King of York, and Eric, the King of East Anglia, would both lay dead on the field of battle. After years of uncertainty, treachery and bloodshed, the threat to Edward's crown had come to an end. After the Battle of Holm, there were no recorded conflicts until the year 909, when Edward sent a combined West Saxon and Mercian army to seize the bones of the Northumbrian royal saint Oswald. The Vikings would then raid northern Mercia, but on their way back to their lands, they were met by a combined army of the men of Wessex and men of Mercia. Ethelfled would meet the three Viking kings at Tettenhall with an army, 
Also present was her brother Edward with the forces of Wessex, and so the Battle of Tettenhall began. The allies of Wessex and Mercia trapped their Viking enemy and inflicted such a slaughter that it was reported in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle that thousands of men were slain. The three Viking kings of Northumbria were amongst the fallen and died there on the battlefield. The Vikings now knew to fear the warrior siblings that were Edward and Ethelfled. After their defeat at Tettenhall, they now knew to never venture south of the Humber River again. Edward then remembered his father and his dream of a united England. He looked to the Danelaw and saw it was ripe for the taking, with their many kings having fallen in recent battles. Before marching into the Danelaw and taking it, Edward had to secure his defences, so he and his sister Ethelfled began the construction of many fortresses to guard their lands against Viking invasions. This would last from the year 911 to 917. The year 917 would prove to be the decisive year in the war between Saxon and Viking. The Vikings attacked Edward's fortress at Towchester and Bedford, but the attacks were failures. The Vikings also had their own strongholds, one being at Tempsford, but the English forces stormed it and killed the last Viking king of East Anglia. The Viking forces of Northampton, Cambridge and East Anglia would soon submit to Edward, something his father Alfred could only dream of. In the year 918, Ethelfled, the Lady of Mercia, would die, and Edward would swiftly remove Elfwyn, Ethelfled's daughter, as the ruler of Mercia, and he would absorb Mercia into his own kingdom. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, Stamford and Nottingham would submit to Edward, as did all the people of Mercia, both Viking and Saxon. This meant that Edward ruled all of England south of the Humber. The Dane law was crumbling, their numbers dwindling, and many of their kings had been killed by the English. This was due to Edward's tenacity and bravery in taking action, which was birthed by his father's dream, but none of it would have been possible without the help of his sister, Ethelfled. Edward died at one of his royal estates in the year 924, at around the age of 50. He and his sister laid the blueprint for his son Ethelstan to unite England and be its first true king. Edward ruled an expanding realm for 25 years, and under his leadership, Viking kings and jarls were brought to heel, or were killed. His father was better remembered due to his decisive battle at Eddington, which saved England from Viking rule, and his court's ability to record most of his triumphs. But in my opinion, Edward should also be held in high esteem, as he took the steps to unify England and conquered much of the Danelaw. He would allow his father's dreams to become a reality, and their bloodline would reap the rewards in the future. So let me know your thoughts on Edward the Elder in the comment sections down below. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.